From Johannesburg to Jerusalem, the world is always changing, growing and innovating. Join Benji Shulman for the next hour as he brings you the trendsetters, the thought leaders and those creating news before it happens. Only on the New Blue Review, your favorite Jewish culture and current affairs show. Every Monday at 9 a.m. right here on 101.9 High FM. You're listening to 101.9 High FM. I'm Benji Shulman. This is the New Blue Review. Welcome to the show on this Monday morning. Hope you are doing very, very well and have had a great weekend and are ready to see uh, what is going to be in this upcoming week. And uh, we've got a great show lined up for you as usual, looking at all things around the world, current affairs and culture related. And on that lens, we're going to be talking about documentaries today. Documentary films, what are they all about? How are they being made? What are they like in South Africa? And where can you see some more of them if this is a genre that you are into? And the person that's going to help us do that today is Taryn Joffe. She is a a film uh, documentary insider, one might say. She's worked at the uh, Film and uh, Television Foundation in South Africa, uh, as well on as a number of film festivals to do with documentaries, and uh, including uh, being one of this year's festival programmers and industry coordinator for the Encounters Film Festival. Taryn, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for being with us on the New Blue Review. Thank you so much, Benji. It's an absolute pleasure to be on the show talking with you today. Taryn, we've had filmmakers on this show before, people who look at things, make films in our country, not very often documentaries. What kind of drew you to this particular part of the industry when you began doing your involvement with film? Well, that's a great question. Maybe I can start at the beginning um, after I finished uh, film school at UCT. So my degree was in film studies. And uh, as opposed to film production, I'm not a filmmaker. I am a film programmer and curator. I I launched a film society with some friends at the Labia Theatre in Cape Town. And that, that ran for two to three years. And that was my initial foray into programming. And I realized that I wanted to bring audiences together. I was interested in the exhibition of films rather than making films. And bringing people together and, and being a film curator really involves the selection, the organizing, and the presenting of films for public viewings, whether it's at a film festival, in a museum, an art gallery, or any other cultural institution. And I think that uh, the role of a curator is to really curate a program or collection of films that align with a specific theme or a genre or historical period or artistic vision. Uh, I went on to curate and program films for the Schmidt Worldwide Short Film Festival. It was interesting to work with the uh, short film format. And then overseas, um, as a student, I curated films for Film Africa, my own film season in the UK, in London, um, after I had completed a master's in film studies, programming and curation. And then eventually I came back to South Africa and found my niche in documentary at the Encounters South African International Documentary Festival. So you asked me why documentary. I think it's a... 
It's an interesting niche. It's a genre that is uh, just increasing in popularity. You know, people say that post-COVID, um, audiences were becoming more interested in reality and factual content. So, of course, documentaries are about education and information because they present real-life subjects uh, in an engaging manner. And, of course, they're shedding light on important social, political, historical issues. However, they also offer, they combine in-depth research and, you know, expert interviews, archive with creative storytelling. So not only do documentaries bring about awareness, they're there to promote advocacy, but they're also there to stimulate public discourse. And I think that the emotional impact of documentaries is also significant. Because while you're looking at presenting authentic stories and human experiences, I think um, people can relate to other people's struggles. They can sort of expand their worldviews. And I love the direction that documentaries are going in, in terms of artistic expression. So we see a lot of documentaries on TV and on streaming platforms that lean towards factual content, television-style documentaries. But at a film festival... What audiences really, I think, are drawn towards is the creative format that moves away from that factual style of telling stories. And is really, uh, we're seeing in South Africa and around the world, documentary filmmakers combining different elements and sort of alternative perspectives and experimenting more. So I'm very interested in, in the direction that the films are moving into. We've had on this program... If I think about some filmmakers who've made documentaries before, I mean, we, we spoke to the people who made Netflix series about the octopus, which was kind of a very interesting way of filming people who have added animation perhaps into some of their films and documentaries. Is that the kind of uh, thing that you talk when you talk about artistic expression in, in films? What are you seeing that's different from the way that people might have imagined documentaries in the past? Absolutely. I think it's about um, combining formats uh moving to, to a direction of even hybrid documentary storytelling, which sees fictional elements coming through combined with factual storytelling and, uh, and using animation and, and just sort of playing with the medium. And I also think it's just about experimenting with different styles and, uh, and sort of ensuring that emotional depths are sort of reached. And, and the elements that really touch the viewers as opposed to being, you know, more cold, um, more factual uh, and minimal in the storytelling. And whether you're using um, archive to present the stories, whether you're using narration, there are a lot of ways to kind of expand in storytelling. And I think um, there are a lot of emerging voices uh, in South Africa and on the content continent. Um, of course, you know, with some of the most prestigious documentary filmmakers and at Encounters, we really try to pair uh, award-winning films alongside uh, new films, whether it's by students, um, emerging filmmakers. We position ourselves as an entry point um, for African filmmakers to be discovered and go on to show their documentaries in the global market on international platforms, whether it's at a film festival or they're showing a film on a big streaming platform, which, you know, can be accessed on Showmax locally, of course, Netflix. And so, yeah, we're just seeing um, such a rise 
in the form of storytelling and access. But uh, of course, we encourage uh, South African audiences to see film festivals as highlights in the year so that you can sort of expand your viewing and you're not just seeing more commercial documentaries and you've got a broader range of selection uh, selection that's been really carefully curated. See, you know, there's something for everyone, whether, you know, different themes, different genres, and we just ensure to kind of have an artistic vision uh, while curating. So, so talk to us a little bit about your curative process. In a world which is more awash with, with documentaries, it's easier to get to documentaries than ever before because of the streaming services. So when you're thinking about curating a program, whether it's on Encounters or any of the others that you've uh, curated, what are the sorts of things that you're looking for when it comes to a documentary that you're like, mm, wow, this is definitely something that we need to have that audiences uh, maybe can't access or, or should have access to in a film festival format? I think um, it's important to select films that align with a specific objective they explore particular themes that reflect uh, current industry trends, what's going on in the news, um, and also beyond that, really about telling personal stories. I'm interested in showcasing uh, diverse voices, you know, sometimes curating retrospectives and identifying high-quality films that are both artistically significant they're pushing boundaries, and they're also relevant for the intended audience. It's very important to find your audience, whether it's an existing audience or newer audiences. And of course, we're always trying to reach younger voices. So it's also important to have knowledge of cinema history, directors, and emerging trends. But I think um, a curator and programmer's role really extends beyond just selecting individual films. It's about thinking about a cohesive program or exhibition. And uh, this involves considering the order, the timing of films, interconnections between films, and ensuring that there's really a narrative or thematic flow that will enhance the viewer experience. And I think that curating films thoughtfully can provoke thought, creative dialogue, and emotional responses among viewers. And sometimes it's about curating in a historical context or a cultural context, seeing, you know, educational opportunities, outreach opportunities, and just how documentary can really stimulate dialogue. And I think the wonderful thing about a film festivals in general is that it's a democratic space. It creates social cohesion. And it inspires debate. And also there's an opportunity to, to meet filmmakers and engage in Q&As as opposed to just watching at home on your laptop or your TV. You have that in-person experience, which is so crucial to the overall film festival experience. And it's also about creating a, a cultural hub. Now, you recently went to the, the Cannes Film Festival, which is kind of like the World Cup of uh, film festivals all over the world. Could you tell us what that, A, what the experience was like to be there and, and kind of represent South Africa? And what are the things that you saw that were interesting around the world in documentary film festivals and, and where we kind of are placing ourselves in, as South Africans in the documentary landscape internationally? It's very exciting to talk about Cannes. Uh, it is the most prestigious film festival in the world. 
and I I have had the opportunity uh, to go before, and each time I look for something new to experience and focus on. Um, I think in terms of something interesting I saw, I'll just speak about a fiction film which was called Acid, or Acid in French, and it was all about climate change, and that's obviously a very relevant issue. And uh, at Encounter specifically, we've got quite a big focus on climate films and sustainability. One I'll just very briefly mention is called Fashion Reimagined, for anyone who's interested in fashion out there. And, uh, and, and, uh, a brand that is seeking sustainability in every single part of the clothing making process. I attended Cannes participating as a decision maker at Cannes Docs, which is the documentary stream, uh, or program of the Cannes Film Festival. Uh, that was interesting to see how documentary is positioned, you know, at such a prestigious festival. And there was also a strong South African presence. The National Film and Video Foundation of South Africa was there. They had uh, filmmakers pitching films. There were people buying and selling films. And what I love about Cannes is the scale. It really is the Disney world of film festivals. Everyone is there. They are rushing to see films, review films in terms of the critics, by buying us, you know, they're there to buy and sell films and, uh, and it's a huge ecosystem. So, so it really, it also gives a context for the film calendar because so much is sort of, uh, it's sort of a springboard for what the trends are going to be for the year. Of course, there are unbelievable other international film festivals from, you know, Sundance to Venice. Toronto, uh, etc. But uh, yeah, this is sort of the highlight of the film world. You're listening to 101.9 High FM. I'm Benji Shulman. This is the New Blue Review. And we're talking today to Taryn Joffe. She is a festival programmer and industry coordinator for the Cannes Festival, Encounters Film Festival. And she uh, also uh, recently came back from the Cannes Festival uh, uh, looking at uh, documentary films from all around the world, and this is 101.9 IFM. This is the New Blue Review with Benji Shulman. 101.9 HiFM, I'm Benji Shulman, talking today to Taryn Joffe, who works in the documentary film industry. Uh, explain to us about documentaries and what they're all about and the kind of impact that they can make. Now, now Taryn, obviously we have a country that has a lot of potential for amazing stories to be told in film. And I'd love to hear from you what you're seeing in the South African context that is is starting to come up. And I'd also love to hear from you about the process. You know, I guess as people who might consume films, we go to the cinema, watch it on Netflix or something, and then we and then we turn it off and we like the film, we don't like the film, and we discuss with our friends. But there's a whole sausage factory behind it that you have to get to get it onto the film is a huge process and i'd love to hear what a aspirant documentary filmmaker should be thinking if they wanted to get themselves in, into a documentary festival such as the ones that, that you run what, what is that like for young south africans who are, are maybe trying to do this sort of thing what is their journey like i think a lot of filmmakers uh, start with short films. It's an excellent format to learn how to tell a story in a very concise manner while still 
finding your creative and artistic voice. I think it's important to have a festival strategy. There are hundreds, thousands of film festivals out there, and you really need to consider which film festival is going to align with your vision as a filmmaker and who the audiences are at the respective festivals around the world. So, you know, if your film is experimental, it's kind of doing something a bit different, you're going to think of a film festival like Vision de Real. Uh, of course, this is for documentary filmmakers. There's Doc NYC in New York, which is slightly more generalist. There's Encounters, which is also slightly more generalist um, in terms of programming, different styles, uh, themes, etc. So festival strategy is important. It's also important to think about who's going to help you carry your film. And and this this is where distributors and sales agents come in. So once you have your feature, whether it's your debut, you can distribute your film independently, but to have the support of a distributor or a sales agent who's going to sell your film around the world, whether it's to streaming platforms, on television, or you're going to have them guide you in finding your film festivals and applying to festivals, I think that's very important because it can become quite overwhelming. And uh, in terms of some of the interesting documentaries that we're seeing coming out of South Africa, I think um, a key film that encounters this year is Milo Tando by Milo Sotando Bongela, who grew up during apartheid but didn't quite know it was happening until it was over. And uh, the, the director reconstructs that experience and its impact on the years that follow. And the, really, the film has startlingly original use of archive footage and home videos to kind of reveal the blurry nature of boundaries that lie between object and subject, between the personal and the broader historic sort of li- lines in the country. So I think it's something that's deeply poetic, it's coming of age, it's complex, and it's a really, it's a meditation on power, intimacy, race, and and I think that she is really expanding the boundaries of documentary form. So Milosotando Bongela is a filmmaker to watch, and please uh, consider seeing that film if you're attending Encounters. Now, let's just talk about the place of film festivals just right at the moment. I mean, film was one of the things that was probably hardest hit. I mean, when I say film, I mean going to the cinema was probably one of the hardest hit things during COVID. And, of course, we've seen this explosion of the the documentaries on the streaming services. You used to really only be able to see documentaries in some respect in film festivals. So given that, what do you see the place of as film festivals going forward, given there's this other kind of access and and people maybe still coming to terms with going back to the cinema. Maybe you're not seeing that and we're seeing a return. I'm not sure. But I'm, I'm interested in people and the cinematic experience going to cinemas, uh, particularly for documentaries and film festivals. What are you seeing and, and how are you seeing film film festivals in the future? I think that's a twofold question. I think the most important thing is the audience experience. It's about getting people in a room uh, laughing together, crying together, gasping together. 
and and feeding off each other's energy, which you are simply just not going to get at your home viewing experience. As I mentioned earlier, it's about engaging with filmmakers because filmmakers attend the festival. And uh, it's also about industry programs. It's about Q&As, in-conversations, panel discussions, and case studies. So that's really where you're going to take your viewing experience to the next level. And you're going to have the opportunity to have a dialogue with other people. And I think it's critical that that there is a space to do that. As I mentioned before, a democratic space, a safe space, comfortable space, and inclusive space uh, in, in which to have that experience. So documentary, do, documentary and film festivals in general are absolutely not going anywhere. They're not going to die out with the rise uh, of streaming platforms. We, we think that they are strengthening year on year, especially post COVID. People want to be back in the cinema and uh, they want the shared experience. And I think it's just important in terms of industry to keep up with trends, whether the documentary festival is talking about the rise in AI, uh, new technological formats, uh, and, and also bringing in experts who are not necessarily filmmakers that are going to attract audiences. So maybe later I can talk a little bit about some about the, the industry events that encounters and why those events are relevant to attend and uh, who might be participating that would draw in specific audiences. I mean, that's a very interesting idea. I mean, what you're really saying is that documentary film festivals are not strictly about the documentaries. It's like an overall experience thing uh, that's also for insiders and outsiders. And I am very intrigued by the fact that you may have people there who are not necessarily film people in the broader sense of the term. So maybe give us some examples of that, because I think that would be very interesting for listeners. I think one of my favorite films at the festival at Encounters is Theatre of Violence. And uh, we're curating a very special panel around this. So just briefly, the film follows the story of Dominic Ongwen, who was a former child soldier who became the first child soldier to be indicted by the International Criminal Court for War Crimes. This is an extremely impactful, complex and thought-provoking film that gives perspectives on restorative justice and the effectiveness of the ICC in Africa and beyond. And uh, we're looking at bringing in legal experts who are going to discuss um, pertinent questions and the effectiveness of the ICC, International Criminal Court in The Hague, and whether this is a tool for recolon- the recolonization of the West. It's also going to place the film in the broader historical context and current political context of northern Uganda. Sorry, uh, just to say that Dominic Ongwen was forced into the army at the age of nine years old, and it's going to really look at what does it mean to be both a victim and the perpetrator of crimes. So this panel, just just to briefly mention, is going to include panelists such as Nicole Fritz, the director of the Helen Sisman Foundation, uh, Kajal Ramjanthan Keo, who's the director of Africa Program at the International Commission of Jurists, and other legal experts, advocates, attorneys, 
and it will amazingly include the film's a co-director and producer. So we highly encourage you to attend that, engage with the film themes, see if you find it divisive, and participate in the Q&A and ask questions. Now, I see you going through the Encounter Festival for this year um, that you actually have a Jewish film-related uh, piece, which I think a lot of people will will recognize uh, because it's about a Jewish film about a Jewish film, which is a very interesting. Maybe you could tell us a little bit about that. I'm very, very happy to speak about this film. It is called Fiddler's Journey to the Big Screen, and it's a, a very intimate portrait of director Norman Jewison's making of Fiddler on the Roof, turning it into, which was turned into a film. So, of course, the Broadway musical Fiddler on the Roof was a massive success, and Norman Jewison turned the Broadway show into this brilliant film, Fiddler on the Roof, in 1971. It was, uh, it later, uh, later won Best Picture at the Oscars uh, a year later. And this film, Fiddler's Journey to the Big Screen, is directed by Daniel Ryan. It's very lovingly and affectionately made. It charts the quest of Norman Jewison's spiritual and creative journey in adapting Fiddler on the Roof for the big screen. And it features the most amazing lineup, including the lyricist Sheldon Harnick, members of the cast and crew, and... Uh, it's just a celebration, really, of the 50th anniversary of Fiddler on the Roof, which was in uh, the fall of 2021. And it's a reminder of all the robust and compelling themes that Fiddler on the Roof gave to audiences, uh, being about family and tradition. And what's more important, love or tr- uh, tradition, and which one triumphs over the other. The ideas are still so relevant today. I mean, of course, Fiddler on the Roof was set in uh, 1905. It's about Jewish life in Tsarist Russia in a period that was also changing. There were ideas in Western Europe that were moving into Eastern Europe. And, uh, and seeing that change, we can ask ourselves, how are those ideas and the concept of change, the concept of survival for Jews and universally, how are they relevant today? And the film, just for the film enthusiasts out there, also is a fascinating snapshot or portrait of working life in 1970s Hollywood. It's very important that encounters that we program broadly. However, we also have a very strong Jewish audience, a loyal Jewish audience. Last year, we had the film Three Minutes of Lengthening, about a small Jewish village in Poland. The year before, we had Jordi Sank and Gabriela Blumberg's film, I Am Here, uh, about Ella Blumenthal, and, uh, and we kind of always find something, try to find something that will appeal to the Jewish community. So we really welcome you to, to see this film and just to also have fun and, and, and enjoy the iconic music from Fiddler on the Roof. Absolutely. So what are the dates of Encounters uh, this year, Taryn? It runs from the 22nd of June till till the 2nd of July. Sorry. Okay. Yeah. 
22nd of June, 2nd of July, so just coming up. Uh, very interesting and interesting films coming up. But uh, just an interesting discussion overall about the role of documentaries in our society. Uh, Taryn Joffe, who is a film programmer and industry coordinator, thank you so much for joining us on the new Blue Review. And best of luck with uh, all the other documentaries and films that you're going to be putting on uh, on this festival and beyond. Thank you so much, Benji. And we look forward to to seeing you all at Encounters. There we go, Taryn Joffe, and uh, I'm Benji Shulman. You listen to 101.9 FM.